0: Hey, sports fans, welcome to Greg Medford Show. Greg here coming, I don't know, it's not live. It's recorded from Phoenix, Arizona. From our little corner of the factory, our little corner of the world. What an interesting couple of months coming up. We've had an interesting kind of midterm cycle, so many changes, Arizona has been uh, up for sale, and New York and California money is coming here, pushing around the politics, because we're a cheap buy, it's cheaper to buy a Senate seat in Arizona than it is in New York, so they spend the money here, Um, we're going to, our guest today is going to, we're going to talk a little bit about, I want to talk about some of the influence behind the scenes that's messing up our state politics, Chances are, unless you live in all, very few places in the United States, you have the same thing going on in your state, whether or not you know it. We want to talk about a little bit about that, and we're going we're gonna, to, um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Johnny Carson used to do a thing called the Amazing Karnak. He would hold up a card over his head, and he would ask questions, and then just open them up and answer them. Oh, look at that, Ed. You wouldn't believe it. So we're going to do our own version of the Amazing Karnak today. Uh, and we'll see if we can divine a little bit of what we think's coming down the pipe. So, uh, it has been, I know, uh, you have one part of the country. We have a couple of things going on because they coincide. It gets confusing. We have the, uh, as Thomas Sewell calls it, the hillbilly culture of America and this collegiate culture of America in Contra to one another clashing. We've got the college snooty kids, and we've got the hard-working folks are, are at odds with one another, the two sides of the railroad track. And, and the truth is, we probably both can't exist without one another, so we kind of need each other, but there's been an awful lot of stone casting going on, um, and this is the result of uh, three generations of class warfare. Um, we've got a strange thing in our country going on where a huge portion of the country thinks our last election wasn't clear and uh, fair and clean, and... And also lost. So unfortunately, when those two things happen at the same time, it steals the gravity of the argument when you're on the losing end. If you win and you say, hey, this wasn't a fair election, we won, um, that makes the record skip and scratches and everybody goes, what the hell, they're the winner, why would they ever say that? We've seen that in sports over the years. We've seen it with athletes where they go, yeah, we shouldn't have won that. We got a bad call on that. That, that shouldn't happen. Yeah, I know we won the Super Bowl, but eh, that wasn't a good call. But be- because it, the loser is the one making the, the call out, it's easy to just say, oh, they've got Saurab. They're bad losers. So we've got half the country right now pretty disenfranchised about how the election went down, not because the guy lost, because there's too much information that it didn't go right. And then we've got the other half holding their hands up saying, don't look behind the curtain. It was the cleanest, best election ever. More people voted. It was awesome. But we don't want to have any voter IDs. You can't inspect anything. We don't want to audit anything. And you're uh, a bunch of lunatic, unhinged liars. So that's kind of what's going on. It's really bizarre. If you win cleanly, cleanly, then you'd think it would be... um, If you have this many people, this publicly disenfranchised, requiring... This much collective suppression of them to silence them. You would think if you're really the winner and more people voted for your guy than anyone ever at any time in history ever, then you would say, go ahead and look. There's nothing to see here. Look at it all. And county recorders and all of you people involved in it, just let everybody see. But instead, they obfuscate, they lie, they they, uh, violate subpoenas. And they're in complete opposition to anybody looking. It's uh, almost as if there's been a murder. We think there's been a murder because there's blood splatters everywhere. And there are 30 Clorox bleach contaminators out thrown out. There's a broken back window in the house with 31-gallon broken things of bleach. And everyone says, yes, but you, there's no good DNA in this building. We can't tell who was killed. And there's bleach everywhere. That's kind of like what's going on. That's the way it feels to me. So we're going to talk about that today. Today, Arizona Senator Wendy Rogers, who's been a firebrand and has uh, been yelling loud from the top of her mountain. Um, I know she's a huge uh, influence uh, and Republican voice here in Arizona. I know she's uh, liked very much by uh, President Donald Trump. I know she's been a great fundraiser, and it's our privilege to have her again in the studio today. Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me, Greg. It's an honor. (laughs)
0: Uh, Last time I saw you, we both were we walked in the Trump rally up in Prescott at the same time. You saw him yesterday,
1: right? Yes. How'd it Uh, go? Sunday. 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 How'd it go? It was fabulous. It was hot. Um, I got over 250 of my supporters in uh, to the expedited entry, which was wonderful to be able to do because I represent a rural district, four different counties that are not Maricopa County. So a lot of good people were able to attend, and uh, I was honored to talk to him privately, and he gave me a very nice shout-out, and it's just very um, invigorating, and and it buoys us up. We really needed him to come out here, especially to support Blake Masters and Kerry Lake.
0: You know, it's fascinating. I sat in a very small group of uh, Republican um, kind of, I'm going to say, People with their hands attempting to be on the Republican Party rudder, and uh, in this meeting, there was this open dialogue about how him showing up at this point after the primaries is a negative, and him showing up is a de-influence, and him showing up as a polarizer that spooks away independence. Um, and I had somebody in the in the in the this group of six people say that. There was data on that, they'd seen polling on that. What are your thoughts on his involvement? I mean, I know you guys are, I know obviously you're a huge supporter, I'm a gigantic supporter as well. What are your thoughts on his involvement at this point after the midterms, when there's typically that tack back towards trying to gather up that center swing vote?
1: That's old school thinking. Mm -hmm. Independents and even weak Democrats, soft Democrats, wanna see resolve, they wanna see backbone,
0: and when you say weak Democrats, you mean Democrats that can be stolen. Correct. Right. So you People don't. People still yeah.
1: have a conscience?
0: Yeah. You don't mean the weak minded shills that are part of the Democratic Party. You actually mean Democrats with a good head who are kind of like wondering, what are well, all this?
1: Well, you, you have Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard leaving the Democrat Party. There's talk of cinema possibly uh, jettisoning uh, the Democrat Party. So those are just two little um, indicators. Overall, and I say this to audiences every day, people want strong leadership, and even if they disagree with you, you and I were in the military, you and I know that you take care of the people, the mission takes care of itself. So if you have people who look to a leader and they may not agree with that leader, they still respect its human nature to respect someone who has great resolve and someone who's unflinching, doesn't back down doesn't apologize, doesn't remove tweets, and is uh, completely resolute in what he or she believes. We really yearn for that. We need that. We need fighters. And people who are suffering at the grocery store and the gas pump understand who a fighter is.
0: Do you think that... I think there's... uh, I almost have this... I try to be optimistic because I've got young kids, but... I almost feel like the republic has slipped out of our firm grasp for sure and that marxists are absolutely steering everything and ruining everything and it's just a question of how quickly they're going to destroy it and turn us into europe because although i love the buildings and the beer and the sausage i pretty much despise everything about europe i'm sure you've been there i've been there a bunch of times i can't stand the place i hate the rules i hate the everything about the place i hate it i love the buildings and but other to me, it's just Western civilization gone amok, and I know why we left there and risked falling off the end of a flat world to get here. I know why we left. It's still the same. I feel like there is a weakness that's permeated our culture that makes me sick to my stomach. And um Do you think people are recognizing as much as they didn't like Orange Badman, do you think they're do you think people are beginning to realize that he was covered I mean we know you and I know he was covered wrong he was treated wrong they twisted everything we've never seen a wholesale collusion of the press and left to tear down a leader of the United States ever and he still was a badass they ran his ass out of town do you think the American public knows that
1: I think they're starting to wake up I think it's more than 50 percent who know that the election was stolen and really to your uh, larger point at the beginning there when you said essentially this is an assault on western civilization globally I would agree and yes we are weakened and we are complacent not only Americans but other Western uh, democrat societies and uh, this is what it comes down to because I have people approach me every day don't senator Rogers don't you get discouraged look at how things have devolved so quickly And I tell them, we have to vote, by the way, on Election Day. Refrain from voting early. Refrain from mailing in your ballot, because then they know how much to cheat by Mm -hmm. on Election Day. So please uh, soldier up and get in line with your sealed ballot in your back pocket. We, my husband and I, will drive to Flagstaff to do that. And if they say, Wendy Rogers, you voted already. What? No, I didn't. Then you step aside and you call the sheriff and you say your identity was stolen. It's an identity theft issue. Now, I put this out to many audiences across my northern Arizona area. And newspapers have made fun of me for it. But you know what? Greg, I don't care. The word is getting out. The word is getting out to the voters that they need to be cognizant of this. And the word is getting out to the election officials that we are cognizant of it.
0: You know, I, um, I, I don't close myself off in a little echo chamber. I was educated in the Northeast. I've been around liberals my whole life. I'm super comfy with them. Bill Maher doesn't threaten me. Um, he's actually funny sometimes. Um, you know uh John Stewart he's actually funny sometimes i i hate to see people so intelligent who have good minds stop using them and be lazy right and i saw a rip uh that he did and he's done a lot of them he's been a leftist firebrand for years you know he he calls himself he goes he goes you know i'm a left coast jew with a jew left coast audience of course i'm liberal we, you know he says that out loud i'm quoting him and I've listened to him for years and been entertained on and off from time to time, but I heard a characterization. He said something the other day and it just struck me. He says, New rule. If you run for office in America, you should love America. You should love what we stand for in our Constitution. And he goes down through this entire list of stuff where I'm going, Yes. Oh my God, is he getting ready? Oh. And then he says, So, and then he starts talking about Republicans, how we don't love the Constitution, how we don't love America how We don't support our troops, and it just was one thing. And I, and I was sitting there going, What kooky alternative universe is this guy in? And then he goes to um destroy Mark, um, uh, run for uh um, secretary of state Fincham, Mark Fincham, good he, friend of mine. He goes to rip Mark Fincham apart. And mm-hmm. I had just done a you know, I had just been at Jim Lehman's uh, right, uh, thing that he had for Mark, you know, just a couple days before it, or maybe it was the same night, and he. Characterized Mark Fincham in a way that made him just seem like a wackadoodle kookball. And I've sat and talked with Mark at length, besides being on the show with his cybersecurity background, law enforcement background, and all that. He's like the perfect guy, perfect, perfect place, perfect time. You know, he's not some school board PTA member running for Secretary of State who knows nothing about security. Right. He's a guy who's been dealing with criminals and digital, in a bad intent for a long time. Um, he makes more sense and is more knowledgeable about what's happened. And then you've got, he basically is being destroyed by the national media. He's going to win, though. I think he's, he's going to win, too. He's
1: ahead in the polling, as is Carrie Lake, who's starting to run away with it, as is Abe Hamaday, who's an old friend of mine.
0: Is Abe doing well?
1: Yes. And uh, they stopped the Democrat Attorney General Pack, whatever the name of it is, Stop spending now. On his opponent so he's essentially running away with it now Fincham is uh, taking a lot of incoming money-wise against him but he will win if we all show up on election day and they're going to try to cheat they will try to steal people ask me well senator uh, we still have the machines we still have the drop boxes what do we do We babysit the drop boxes, and then we get in as many poll watchers and poll election workers uh, so that they understand that there are eyes on. We were caught asleep at the switch two years ago, and uh, the resident in the White House only won by 10,300 votes here in Arizona. So we're on to them now, and they know this, and that's why you see a lot of backpedaling from people like Fauci and Pelosi. They know they know they're going to get creamed, but we can't take that for granted. We have to show up. We have to bring 5 friends to the poll on election day and vote on election day.
0: People ask me all the time, "What do you think? What do you, what should we do?" I'm like, "You have to be there to vote. You've got to hang around, have your cell phone on if you're if, if no one'll jam you up about it. Let everybody know we're all there watching and don't don't mail in anything because then they it's like a bellwether for what, what they should do next. It's guidance for them. Correct. Um, we see, we've we seen this time and time. again. Why is it for 230 years, no problem counting elections and calling it by 10 o'clock in the evening? All of a sudden, with more computers, more automatic tallying, more centralized um, uh, real-time information than ever at any point in human history, and it takes two, three, four, five days to call it, it's, it's bullshit what it's they're doing. It's a ruse. And, it's a
1: ruse. And it's absolutely a smokescreen for the steel and we're so our side especially is so polite and courteous and we don't want to offend and the side opposite uses that whole way we comport ourselves against us and so we have to really be strong and affirmative and not back down and when people are rude to us and call us names they try to command the narrative it is we who need to command the narrative
0: I I also think there's another thing that goes on. They have a tendency to red herring obfuscate. So if you say, you know, the election was stolen. Now I have had, you know, Sonny Borelli, I've had all these people on from the Senate who like helped push this thing through. I've had people who were involved in the recount. I, I mean, you know, I've talked to just about everybody involved in it at length, on and off camera. I've heard so much evidence, it's astounding. When I hear people say there's never been any evidence, they're lying they're misinformed and they're listening to cnn msnbc cbs they're listening to this mainstream media that has head its head in the sand about this because if you ask your average person do you believe charles manson killed all those folks everybody goes yeah yeah of course he did it was a trial we knew what proof what evidence you know I, i like to bring it up like hey do you think that Jeffrey Dahmer killed all those folks. It's real popular in the media right now because of his show on Netflix. Do you think he did it? Okay. What evidence do you have? Well, because they convicted him. Okay. A lot of people have been convicted. There's been all kinds of cases now. There's tons of evidence. Most people have no evidence of any kind on anything that's ever happened. They just repeat what they hear in the news. That's right. the tr- so That's the truth.
1: I have two um, components to answer that. Uh, Number one, this is the analogy that the head of uh, Cyber Ninjas gave me, and I tell audiences this all the time. You wake up in the morning, your driveway is wet. That's the evidence. Did your sprinklers go off last night? Did your neighbor's sprinklers go off last night? Did a prankster come over and hose it down with a garden hose? Is it morning dew? There are four plausible explanations right there but you don't know until you investigate and you can't investigate until it has standing in a court and so if it never gets standing in a court you don't get to investigate so you go to the Arizona audit findings for example we put that in a nice neat package with a bow on it gave it to Brnovich who did virtually nothing with it and intentionally did nothing with it because I guess he was running for US Senate, and didn't want to uh, uh, upset the apple cart. Now, what you have are Abe Hamaday and Carrie Lake both together saying, when we both are elected, we will dive into the Arizona audit findings. And we will find out what happened in 2020, because we cannot move forward to repair what we need to repair until we find out what happened in 2020. And I will be leading in a leading role in the government committee in the Senate when we take uh, the oath in January uh, to do the repair and restore election integrity and as a state we're the youngest of the 48 states we're state 48 yet all these other states look to us to assert states rights to fix the fraud and corruption, to give them hope, so that they can do it state by state. Also, that's the only way we're going to get our country I back. I think it's
0: the I think we're the domino that has to turn, yes. so that Pennsylvania, Michigan, Ohio, Georgia, in uh, Georgia mm-hmm. and in uh, Wisconsin, all see a pathway to do this.
1: Yes, and the federal government is bent on our destruction, and they're dominated by the deep state slash globalists. And so it is up to us. We have a lot of them in Arizona, too. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, Carrie was elected. But did you notice who was aligned against her in the primary? The true colors showed. And it and it was very revealing. I knocked 5,000 doors this time around to get reelected because I had new territory to cover since redistricting had occurred. And uh, what was real interesting to me was when I would knock doors, they'd say, well, we see all these ads against Carrie Lake. She needs to go up on TV. And I would tell them she doesn't have the money. She's doing events. She's not uber wealthy. Her opponent is. She married a 90-some-year-old guy and has all this money. I think Carrie Lake was outspent at least 5 to 1, if not by more. They were spending a million dollars a week against her. And I said, but look who's aligned supporting her opponent." And then when Governor Ducey supported her opponent, that was it. People were really uh, waking up and seeing the writing on the wall as to who was supporting her opponent and who she was. And then she won.
0: You know, I think back a little bit to the Middle Ages and the, the reigning, the prevailing opinion on the universe was this geocentric, catholic view of the world where the whole universe revolved around planet earth and it was the thing and you could get burned at the stake for saying otherwise because they saw it as a emblematic undermining of the church's place in our lives i see the same thing kind of going on the people who were opposing that you know um the information tycho brahe and the people who began to shift away from this geocentric view of the universe more to the the way the universe actually is now that we know they were lunatics burned at the stake i'm not saying tycho Brahe was but everybody who was saying that i mean you could lose your state sanction and be thrown in prison it's that right now because people like you are considered i mean look the left calls you a lunatic Mm -hmm. the left calls mark a lunatic the left calls me a racist lunatic the stories in the I mean, I'm a, oh, I'm not too. I'm a nobody and I do this show and, and have a small following and there's been stories on me because of Abe where they were, you know, like, how could you support racist white supremacist Greg Medford and his obscure racist lunatic show just for saying like a, the absurd. Here's what we're seeing. Like, this doesn't feel right. Something's off. We're a lunatic fringe racist. Um, I mean, have you been called a racist by anybody? Oh, sure. It, it's banana. It's bizarre. And, uh, and, and I have to remind people constantly um, if your name gets brought up and someone is kind of centrist or mainstream They have a very different opinion of you than I did having sat with you And I have to you know, I have to tell them I say hey listen You know the people saying the truth when the conventional wisdom is wrong have always been called lunatics, right? Um, but the conventional wisdom is so wrong. How do you not feel it in the air? It's so wrong right now. Well,
1: I would argue that it's not the conventional wisdom. It's not necessarily the majority. It's a minority that has a very big mouthpiece. I agree. And so we have these alternate platforms like yours, like Steve Bannon, like Stu Peters, and these other platforms that I follow, that I'm on. And Carrie Lake and I have talked a lot about this over the past many months, Fincham and I, Abe and I, and uh, to some extent Blake Masters and I. And so... Um, I I just let all of that run off like water off a duck's back. I don't really let it concern me. I just continue uh, to get the truth out. Um, I'm interestingly now going to be returning to the Arizona Senate in a much sort of different position. I was under assault for two years. They censured me. They tried to expel me since you and I last visited. And that was a real illustration of how much control the Democrats had, even though they were in the minority, and then how much control they could assert over uh, the the weak Republicans.
0: I I've I, you know, and the other thing I, I've seen behind closed doors now with groups of Republicans, um, Republicans have lost their way. And there's a split within the party yes and there was there's what i would call the trumpians and the country club republicans and the country club republicans have always been easy to kind of make fun of the democrats have played class warfare for you know generations poking fun at the square uh kind of protestant uh conservative republican country club types because they're easy to make fun of um i think they're i think they're cowardly i think they're spineless and they're not sticking up for america and um i and they're still pulling on the reins of power within the party i mean they're messing things up right and 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 the trumpians us america first people constitutional types we're messing up their game
1: yes when they got involved i i see this in some of my colleagues who won't be returning and some of whom will when they got involved and became state uh representatives or state senators i think times were different Mm -hmm. uh 10 12 years ago it was sort of a a post script to their professional lives it was a way for them to kind of stay involved and it was interesting well now it's a fight and even our daughter-in-law asked me a few months ago she said when i first met you uh, when i married into the family 12 years ago (laughs) you weren't like you are now and i said things aren't like they were then okay I'm now in a position where this is all hands on deck this is a fight I will not back down and its the landscape has changed and it has devolved very rapidly its its very alarming I was asked this morning or no uh, at the rally by um, Christina Bob actually she said when you got these bills passed this last session where Uh, You can't have transgender operation on a kid under 18, and uh, we can't have men in women's sports. Did you ever think, Senator, you'd be voting on bills like this? And I said, not in my wildest dreams. And she said, and what about these people who come to the committee to testify? I mean, did you ever think you would be seeing people advocating for these kinds of things? And I said, I never even thought I'd be talking about these kinds of things, especially when President Trump in every one of his speeches says we have to restore parental rights can you believe it audience that i'm even having to say restore parental rights
0: right you know most people think they're going to go there and we're going to talk about funding for roads and we're going to talk about you know this classic discussion between democrats and republicans was how much are we going to spend on school how much are we going to spend on roads how much are we going to be involved or uninvolved in the goings-on of our ports and our electricity and our power generation like real stuff And now we
1: do do that, too.
0: Nobody even knows what's going on. Let me
1: tell you about the budget. So the last week of the session we ended and I want to talk to you about the night of June 24th on the insurrection, the night of 7000 rioters outside the Arizona Senate trying to create mayhem and break into our Senate. I'll get to that in a minute. But we uh, voted on the budget a few nights before that, and these last few nights always go really late. And the budget isn't just one vote, it's like eight or ten little sub-bills. And all this hoopla about how it was a bipartisan budget, and all these people came together. Well, bipartisan means Democrat, okay? Just clue. And... um, i had a what you would call a crisis of conscience and i decided i was going to vote against the budget because it was full of pork and it was out of control and so when we began to press the proverbial uh, red button or green button at our uh, workstation on the floor i began voting no on each little component and my colleagues began to yell at me in a audible whisper what are you doing this is the budget you're voting no on the budget and I just ignored that and I kept voting no finally after about the third one and by the way only two other Republicans and I voted no on the budget and the other one of the two was uh, Michelle Eugenti Rita who is seated next to me from Scottsdale And after about the third heckling session, she looked up at all of the guys. It was all guys. And she said, she's being a conservative. Leave her alone. (laughs) I mean, it was kind of ironic. You know, I had to have a fellow conservative stick up for me. And uh, after it was all said and done, two of them pulled me aside to scold me and tell me, this, that and the other and how bad I was and and I just listened I was polite but I wasn't going to argue about it and then I went to talk to each of the two who voted against it Michelle and Warren Peterson each and both essentially said this was done behind closed doors in the waning days of the session this was not done with consensus this is not the way we roll we are conservatives and this was done wrong functionally and the amount was way off they didn't even give a tax break a rental tax break which we asked for and so I'm not having it Greg I'm not gonna put my name to something uh, abhorrent like that
0: who is steering and letting this happen and how is this happening on a Republicans watch I mean we have the majority it's a slim majority we have a one we have a one vote majority in the Arizona State Senate right
1: yes and hopefully we'll have a greater majority uh, but leadership, quote-unquote leadership, the le- the Republican leaders. Who our- is the leadership right well, now in this, the Arizona State this Senate? this moment, but all of this will change. Uh, Senate President Karen Fan from Prescott. And then you have uh, Majority Leader Rick Gray from Sun City. And then you have uh, Vince Leach, who's the president pro tem from um, Oro Valley area. And then you have Sonny Borelli, who's the whip. So, essentially, those four individuals. Now, of course, all that will change. Uh, The first three names I mentioned, they are not returning. Uh, Fan did not run for re-election. Gray did not run for re-election. Vince Leach did and was uh, surprisingly defeated um, by uh, Justine Wadsack. That was unforeseen. Is she
0: a conservative?
1: Yes. And she. Is
0: she our kind of conservative?
1: Yes. And she won by incredibly five points or so. And uh, so
0: spanking an incumbent is a big deal, yeah. Yeah.
1: Vince Leach um, challenged her residency, challenged, um, I think, one other facet of her campaign and was um, overruled in court. She prevailed. Uh, She was at the Trump rally. I saw her fleetingly. But it is to say that there will be more Wendy Rogerses in the Arizona Senate in January.
0: It drives them crazy. It drives them crazy. The sheep do not like anybody. You know, I feel like people say, you know, my friends who've known me for a long time my marine corps buddies who kind of rediscovered me online they're like oh my god dude you haven't changed
1: that's happened to me too
0: <laughs> well what's funny is they say you haven't changed
1: yes yes
0: and I, and then everybody around me says man the last 10 years you've just gotten radical and i go i, I haven't gotten no. radical at all
1: the we, world around you and me has changed right. i
0: haven't changed right i was an anti communist i joined the marine corps to kill communists right i didn't care what color they were and uh you know, and we never had discussions about letting men compete in women's sports because they wore makeup. I lived in a really sensible America, and I live right. in that same space. I am like a, a like a, a pillar out in the ocean, and the ocean has shifted.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like... I also. How, how, how has it become radical that I don't want to have six-year-olds telling their parents they're of the different gender, and the school advocates for them to do drug-oriented therapy on their bodies
1: it's child abuse and it's it, big unbelievable. money. it's real big money my husband and I were discussing this this morning I said wow I've awakened to a small fact here the transgender uh, movement is all about money and uh, medical facilities making money but uh, I don't know if you saw this this is a very interesting little insight I think I read this morning or yesterday so with the selective service system Mm -hmm. a, a male a u.s male has to sign up right well transgender wise they want birth original males to sign up for selective service for the draft but not birth original females who've transitioned to male what does that tell you that tells you that even the most woke deep state facet of our government understands basic biology
0: if you like we can almost pick every pet project of the Democrat Party of the last hundred years. And what you will find is at the core of pick any issue, an original thing that was a real concern that has been hijacked by Marxists. Mm-hmm. Um, they took suffragette, the suffragette movement, women got the right to vote, and they just transposed it onto abortion, and, they, and feminism and confused that whole soup uh, and then almost tore our country apart at the seams by having the Supreme Court break the rules, mm-hmm. which should have never happened. You know, I, I I spoke in front of like 500 people about a month ago and said, hey, how are you guys all feeling about the Supreme Court? And everybody cheered and everything. He said, don't break your shoulder patting yourself on the back. That was a win for the Constitution. It has nothing to do with abortion. The Supreme Court's not supposed to be telling us how to live our lives. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to say whether or not what Congress had the, courage to do is is legal or not constitutional or not that's their job they're not supposed to be in the game right they're supposed to be wearing the umpire outfit so now we got to come back to the states and have reasonable arguments and i think we'll come up with 50 reasonable answers mm-hmm. that's what's supposed to happen but it, they're not supposed to be siding on our side they're supposed to side on the side of the constitution right right it's interesting um how every topic the clean water and clean air Okay, everybody wants clean water and clean air. You can't find a conservative, you know, if they're really conservative, they hunt. Of course they want clean air. Everybody wants clean air and clean water. But the EPA has been turned into a Marxist tool to stop business and stop progress. Mm -hmm. And so we have these internal forces that take a real issue. They're funded by really by leftists. And they undermine our country. We we fund the you know and the, and the and the real Marxists in China and Russia just laugh at us.
1: Oh yeah, look at our military. It's a joke with what the emphasis areas are, and uh, it's not the military you and I were in, and it's it's very dispiriting. Um, but you know we just have to press on every day and get states' rights going, get laws enacted, and inspire the rest of the country.
0: It'll be interesting to see, you know, we saw I, I talk about mission creep all the time. Yes. Um, you know, a guy says to me, Hey Greg, I'm gonna I'm gonna strip my airplane and repaint it and I said, Are you just gonna repaint it or are you gonna get some mission creep and start Changing all the seals because then you're gonna change all the hoses. Next yes. thing you're, you know, you're gonna strip yes. the cockpit. It, 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 I call it mission creep, yes. okay? Yes. And the government's got the worst case of mission creep ever.
1: Well, they use it on purpose.
0: Uh, absolutely. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see because what we saw with Roe v. Way in seventy two, I guess, right? Is we've seen them use that Supreme Court intervention to bolster bolden and overreach in in the courts, defend massive violations in the Constitution constitutional overreach uh from the federal authority beyond the pale and they've used the precedent of roe v way to it was the nose under the camel's tent so to mm-hmm. speak right mm-hmm. and clarence thomas talked about uh or justice thomas talked about how this is uh uh might be the beginning of a review of all of these other things that have happened including the epa and the fbi and All of these other three-letter agencies operating here in the United States. It'll be interesting to see how that kind of constitutionalist get in the rearview mirror and look back at the Constitution and get back. Because, you know, the Supreme Court's really supposed to be, they're these proxy representatives of the originals. They're supposed to be standing on this quiet document over time Mm -hmm. that is like the keel of our ship that keeps us not just tacking left and right. It, it'd be curious to see what gets unspooled, because I think about the mining projects that have been parked in this state under EPA review for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, not happening. Big enterprises that would, I mean, you know this, you're a senator from a rural part of the state. Yes. How much would $30,000, 80000 a year jobs raise rural parts of this state? Yes. It would change the face of our state. Right. These in the middle of nowhere these mining projects that have been stopped by this leftist agenda we can't make our own batteries we can't make our own circuit boards we can't make our own guidance systems for our missiles and that's all being made in china now because they've got no problem pulling chromium and nickel and molybdenum out of the ground because they don't have to battle an epa to do it
1: well and speaking of china um, promulgating the fentanyl crisis across our border with uh, the Mexican drug cartels carrying it across uh, northern Arizona. I've just been showcasing the Navajo County Sheriff's Office and the absolute uh, superior work they're doing interdicting fentanyl along I-40. And I went and visited the sheriff and his sergeant, who has one of two dogs that are trained to uh, detect fentanyl. And he sent me a Who's pic- the sheriff up there? klaus david klaus okay. and he's a democrat but it's but irrelevant he's doing the job he's great and uh, we're in very close touch and uh they had these two dogs one of whom i met and saw uh two weekends ago i went up there and interviewed them it's on my social media for six minutes and then he sent me a text yesterday and he said senator this is what the dog zoltan
0: Dogs need salt. Yeah,
1: perfect. uh, uh, Alerted on yesterday. And this is what he alerted on a week ago. And this is enough to kill, I think it was three and a half million people. And it's staggering. And the lives that they've managed to save on a one by one basis, yet, conversely, the lives that have been lost. This is Navajo County. Okay. So the fentanyl's gotten all the way up to I 40. And then they. Um, are able to many times detect some kind of aberrant behavior, pull the vehicle over, and then the dog alerts. It's not to say how much uh, leaks through that they don't catch. Got to be lots. A lot.
0: The vast majority.
1: But what they catch is enough to kill Tucson every week.
0: So um, I was down right on the border with Mexico uh, on a ranch for a guy running for Congress, just went down to, you know, do a speech thing and kind of warm up the crowd. And we're right on the border with Mexico, and right across the border of Mexico, there's this kind of hill, and they, and up on the hill is a little encampment. I'm sure. And the cartels use it as a forward uh, observation post, looking over the border, right. telling everybody with radios where the cops are to avoid. While we're there, on the way into this ranch, there's um, border patrol has got vehicles pulled over, and they've got... You know they have like these giant plastic garbage bags that look like baled hay full of drugs
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they've got them pulled out leaned up and and the people they pull over just you know get out and scatter when they pull them over it's like whack-a-mole down there yes. it's madness what's going on the so only- we're right by the bed border and there's just like a it was like a hatchback ford and it had uh, you know like hundreds of pounds of drugs in it just sitting out on the side of the road it's i mean it's bizarre. in real time it was it, bizarre
1: and the only answer is going to be to elect Carrie Lake and Abe Hamaday and uh, build the wall and put the National Guard down there. And uh, that they're going to run into possible uh, obstruction of that. And so we're talking about backups to the backup on that. And uh, I mean, I got $335 million appropriated. Um, Kavanaugh and I did. Cap- John Kavanaugh from the House. And we got that To build the wall she is the only one who will build the wall and uh, that again is why it's so uh, important to elect her and to elect him and Fincham of course and and Blake Masters these these situations have consequences when you elect someone and it's stolen and then you have all this fallout from the resident in the White House who can't find his way on or off the stage. You know, it is not he who's running the country. It's some cabal. And uh, it's it's very, very troubling. <laughs> That's what
0: I call him, too. Some cabal.
1: Yes. Uh, un- I, was told un- recently, cabal. I was told recently by someone in the know that the offices in D.C. are virtually empty. I don't know where they're running the country from, but it's it's very alarming. It
0: feels like China.
1: It's. It's very alarming.
0: You know, we're at this kind of inflection point, And people like to, when they're doing fundraising, they like to use inflammatory words to try and get people all whooped up. But there really is, I feel like, an inflection point. Arizona is a weird, we have a weird moment here where if we only partially elect these folks in, it's better than nothing, but it's half-assed. We get Blake Masters in. So we get a solid Republican majority in uh, the U.S. Senate. We get Carrion, who will, you know, if the Tahona Odom Nation needs the National Guard put around their casino so they can't launder money, she'll go probably do it. Okay, if uh, if if the National Guard, if we need to call people terrorists so that we can move things and trigger things within the Constitution, she's a gangster enough she'll actually do it. We need some people with with some goddamn courage. Yes, and it's just the courage to do the job. That's it, and to have people see you're making problems. I I don't care if i are making problems. We got to do the job. We have our right. I got elected to do the job. Right. We got to have Fincham there, who, while an election happens, he can quietly move the chess pieces to make sure this never happens again.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, it'll take legislation,
0: which is going to require you.
1: Yes, and it has to have teeth these bills consequences exactly you can run a bill and have it pass all day but if there are no teeth it will be it's got to have
0: jail and it's got to have jail for people who funded it both things right um do you think there's the impetus for that to happen
1: there darn well will be when i'm leading the charge it's we're no is not an acceptable answer
0: and we've got to have abe i like abe um i had him on the show and talked to him um the thing that you know, I thought he was too young for the job. I well, thought look
1: he, at how young our founders were.
0: What was funny is I, my critique was very similar to a lot of people's critique. And then uh, he made an answer. He was on a PBS debate and they said something about execution. And he said, well, I think we should celebrate. It's about time a family gets justice. And I was like, well, okay, all right, okay, I'm good. And everybody else was all him and hawing about it. I said, fantastic, that's exactly right. The criminal justice system needs to actually administered justice well
1: he's served in combat he's an army officer uh his parents immigrated from the middle east he gets it and there are no holds barred with him and i've known him as i said for 10 years and so he's just a, a tenacious bulldog he's whip smart he and blake are the kinds of america first leaders we need of that generation who are unflinching who are uh, battle-tested, and, you know, people ask me, oh, you are you hardened? I go, no, I'm battle-tested. I mean, I served 20 years in the military. Now that I look back on it, I never really thought about it then, but when there were very few women piloting airplanes. Yeah. And um, raised a family. We have six grandkids. Uh, we owned a business for 23 years. There were some hard times during those years where, we were uh, you know really having to pinch pennies to to make ends meet and so all of those experiences add up to uh, how i can be resolute and give back these guys um, are younger than i obviously but have had fantastic world experience and are very mature very smart and understand and are incisive to know what needs to be done
0: well, Blake's definitely, you know, uh, he, he actually wasn't my first choice, but um, he's absolutely got my voice going forward. And I honestly, I think it is a big storm. It, You know, you're doing it at the Arizona state level. It is a big pressure cooker at the national level in Washington. And very and-
1: few people other than Blake understand the onerous uh, overreach of big tech. That is his area of expertise. Right. He does his own web hosting his own web uh, content and so forth, which is uh, a small window into his smarts. You know, he's written uh, a book. Um, but he's also a dad of three little kids who were, by the way, so cute, during the rally. I was in the second row. I mean, I almost was in the first row. There was no one in front of me except Mike Lindell and Blake Masters' three little kids playing in the dirt. I mean, down in the dirt, digging holes. It was hilarious. And Mike Lindell kept looking at them thinking, I could tell what he was thinking, should I get them out of the dirt? Nah. Let them play. Let them play, you know. These three little kids were, and then they go down and see daddy and mommy, and then they come back and play in the dirt. I mean, we have little grandkids, so we just thought it was hilarious. Let them eat dirt that builds up their immunity, right? And, you know, it was just so natural. There we all were, just rooting on our president. And being who we are we're the 48th state and it was 90 degrees but we thought it was not that hot because it's fall
0: (laughs) um so if we are able to get you know what we don't want to have happen is we don't want to have a democrat attorney general and they're challenging everything that carrie does
1: oh she's a mess and they pulled her funding Good. The Democrats did. I
0: mean, we really need to have a clean sweep at the state level so that we can enact some toothy stuff to lead the nation. Because yes. we get the chance. You know, the, one of the things about a, well, let's just say, lightly populous, not as, uh, uh, it's about Arizona. I've always called us a cowtown state. We're not an influential, trend setting pop state like the coasts are. And neither is the rest of the country. But it gives us this unique opportunity to change the tone. It could change the tone in the whole country by yanking it back really quickly, enacting toothy legislation that spooks leftists. And uh, it would give hope and backbone, hopefully, to every marginal or borderline Republican and, and senator to do the right thing around this country.
1: And that's called moving the Overton window. That means moving the needle of political acceptability. And the left has radically moved that leftward uh, quicker than we...
0: Unbelievably fast.
1: I mean, we just were asleep. Mm -hmm. We were not cognizant. And now we play defense, which is not the best position to be in. But if we are awake and aware, as many of us are and unflinching and resolute to do it we move it back little by little
0: i think there's a you know leftists and there are things that they want always you know the the road to hell is paved by good intentions there's always good intention of helping the poor helping the less fortunate helping the downtrodden helping the less they're not even
1: doing that though because look at the human trafficking oh
0: i totally agree with you but it's the initial, it's their initial zeitgeist that they pitch us with. Right. And pitch. then, And then we argue back and seem like heartless cold bastards. And then they point and say, you heartless cold bastards, we're helping the downtrodden. And then the weak go oh, and compromise a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. And next thing you know, we're compromising over in some Marxist territory that's allowing six foot five males with ponytails to swim in women's swimming pools. women's competition it and i I don't mean that that amount of mission creep and logical illogical creep has affected everything in our country
1: or murdering children in the womb i mean that's that's a whole thing
0: or the week after
1: yes the week after they're out of the womb heinous
0: it's bizarre
1: it's evil
0: so we've allowed them we have are and i'm going to call them rhinos our soft Republican, our Country Club Republicans, have allowed them to push them around so much because of our good hearts and not wanting to be seen as bad people. They've pushed us to where we're having a discussion in the middle of Crazy
1: Town. Right. Well, um, this is Salolinsky to the core. This is what he writes about. He writes about using our good manners against us.
0: Right. And uh, and 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 this is why you know I tell folks all the time it's why I supported Trump so much. I don't. Uh, Good manners have gotten us to this degenerate place in this country, and I'm not looking you know I'm not a backwards-looking troglodyte wanting to have 1850 again. I don't want that at all But I would like this point where we all do love our country and it is an awesome place and we acknowledge how cool it is uh, And how forward-thinking it always has been
1: I don't know if we'll ever get that back in the near future But I tell people you can't reason with people who promote all this silliness. You simply have to beat them and once you beat them and you have the upper hand and you have the voice you get done what you need to get done. Uh, Greg I get calls as you know I I have donors from all 50 states and one uh, particular man uh, Peter called me from Silicon Valley a few weeks ago and said Wendy if you could just give me some talking points I think I can possibly break through to these two or three people that i have discussions with i said peter it's not going to happen you simply need to donate to candidates who you know can win and then we must win there's only way there's no way you're going to convince them and then people ask me how can these democrats vote for complete loony Candidates and I go, they do it to justify to themselves that they haven't lost their minds and they completely ignore the facts, they completely ignore what's happening, and they vote because they have to tell themselves that they're still right.
0: I find a lot of times we're having two discussions. I find a lot of times we're having a fact discussion, right? And they're having a political discussion,
1: Uh, emotional.
0: Yeah, it's all emotional. and, And so everything you say falls on deaf ears. And it, I mean, they can they, they believe crazy things that are not borne out Okay, it is natural If you are wealthy, it is natural To have compassion for those who didn't get it. It's natural to see the disparity of life and, and Contemplate it. it that there's nothing wrong with that But what comes out of that are these crazy notions that the left has and then they're not connected to any reality. It's and there's nothing wrong with being compassionate. There's nothing wrong with looking at the plurality. I of, don't.
1: I would she, argue that they're not compassionate, and that they justify. They might have a thin veneer of compassion, uh, but we have quickly become a culture of death instead of a culture of life. And so you have these video games. You have people dying of fentanyl. You have. Uh, atrocities every day at the, at the convenience store where people are shot. You have uh, mass transportation um, um, trains, trams, where people are beat up. You see these on uh, TikTok or YouTube or whatever, right. of, of gangs beating up on people as an everyday occurrence now. You know what the one, uh, number one issue is? We've done very sophisticated polling. The number one issue is support for law enforcement people want to feel safe again right. they do not feel across safe. all party lines yes
0: it's fascinating what i was getting at is there's um uh the initials arguing point intellectually that leftists make that is destroying the country is we have to have this equal justice system yes they stop looking at the facts and they just go with it
1: well they want equal for a few them
0: and then what happens on the other side is we're going to equally let everyone out because the very poor can't afford to get out or for whatever crazy reason they've come up with. And what ends up happening is it's, it's literally thousands and hundreds of thousands of people getting either murdered, close to murdered, overdosing. It's these weak policies, this weakness of this like overly coddling view of reality view of our society that create this opening for violence, death, overdose addiction and that's all crime. and
1: that's all on purpose it is the vehicle by which they perpetrate this on purpose to bring down our country and to bring down other western democracies and so this whole thing with covid i think uh, the globalists uh, got far more than they thought they were going to get in terms of group think and group compliance mm-hmm. and i think they thought well let's uh, perpetrate this on uh western democracies and see what happens and lockdowns and uh this whole uh myth that you got to continue to get booster shots and find
0: out how many sheep we have
1: oh my yes yeah
0: there's a people don't realize this and i think if you even walk near the halls of power you start to get a sense there is a global battle going on and it is a behind the scenes battle that doesn't care about government it's the great reset and it's what's going on right now. It's yes. not, you know, Nancy Pelosi and some ding dong Democrats who are wrong headed from crazy leftist district in America. They're not trying to unravel America. The forces that are funding them, the Soroses, and he's not the only one.
1: That's the Klaus Schwab. It's the World Economic That's Forum. That's exactly it's, right. It's the Israeli Harari who's behind Klaus Schwab. This stuff was foretold by them. Years ago, I want to say eight, ten years ago, it's and, money, and they're carrying it out, mm-hmm. and all of our freedoms will be gone. The middle class will be gone,
0: and it's leftists unwittingly and some wittingly, but mostly, I think they're unwittingly, they're like, um, they're like, uh, uh, what's his name who showed up with the blankets that had smallpox on them and infected the natives? They're unwittingly foisting this stuff upon us.
1: I think more people are part of. The demise and perpetrating the demise than we even think. Uh, hence, we have deep rootedness in this deep state, and uh, we're talking the three-letter agencies and and corporate culture and uh, education, medical. It's pervasive, and um, we we've become sort of fat and lazy and complacent and and allowed it in and as Reagan said you you're only a generation away from losing it it doesn't get passed on in the bloodstream right and uh if you read the great reset which i'm reading which is hard to fall asleep after reading i'm reading it every night now it it's all who wrote that uh alex jones it's all laid out um, and Bannon has been promoting this book, and it's it's a bestseller, of course, not on the New York Times bestseller list because they don't want to acknowledge it. But this is the kind of thing that is really sinking in and people are becoming aware. And as Borelli will tell you, it's not a cons- when it comes to conspiracy theory, it's not a theory anymore.
0: Right. It's interesting, Um, and and I, I have to keep looking back to history, you know, the folks who have been marginalized and called the worst things, you know, the burning of women at the stake that happened for some centuries had a lot to do with women's independence. It had nothing to do with witchery. Sure. It had to do with challenging power. It had nothing to do with witches. It was challenging power. Governments will kill anybody who challenges their power yes, which is why our founding fathers everything about our founding documents and The bill of rights and the revisions that came afterwards were all about limiting the government yes hampering the government It was all about empowering the individual and hampering the government, which is why for 250 years This has been the coolest club on the block everybody wants to come be in this This is the best dance club on the block Come to america when it all goes bad i've heard yeah if i i could tell you where
1: else can we go nowhere
0: we're, right and and so we have to really stick up for it because like reagan said we are the the shining city on the hill yes and we have to do this yes i appreciate you in the fight um it's uh it's interesting to hear conservatives say stuff about you then meet you and talk to you um you know, Alex Jones can be a little little out there and he gets out he gets he gets a little outside the line sometimes.
1: But here's the thing, he has the right to say it. But it and doesn't mean everything
0: else isn't wrong.
1: And it doesn't mean that you should be uh tarred and feathered through guilt by association. Right. And this is what the Senate tried to do to me. And uh, they said, but you can apologize. I said, I'm not gonna apologize. You cannot um take me down through guilt by association and so this is where we've lost our way as a country no matter how abhorrent someone's speech is he has the right to say it
0: yeah and everyone's just lost it i you know i remember when you and i were kids it was a big deal when uh the crazy like i've actually never met a kkk member have you no no I've never met one, but it was it is the bugaboo around the corner that every Democrat talks about. White supremacist kookball. I remember when the ACLU stood up for them to march in Chicago, right. New York, Washington, D.C., and everyone was all worked up and saying, hey, listen, we, it's better for us to know who these people are. And there's not many of them. They're obscure weirdos. Let them bring their weird outfits and their weird way of life, and we'll all watch it. They're protected. and And that's gone. There is zero plurality of thinking anymore. Mm-hmm. And if you if you are off the party line, they marginalize you by calling you names.
1: Well, but that's all intended to turn us uh, away from our principles okay. and for us to lose our freedom. And even when you just shuddered at the mention of Alex Jones, again, he still has the right to say of it. Of course. And he um, is is not somebody I I know personally. I know a lot of Famous people personally, uh, but what he's writing is are very salient points, and so we have to really be discerning and vigilant and open-minded. And this is why they tried to silence me uh, at the Senate because I will say that everyone has the right to free speech.
0: Yeah, it seems,
1: and and it shouldn't be. I have to argue the point, like. Um, they say, Well, you know, you're 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 this label or that label, prove otherwise. I don't have to prove otherwise. I don't have to prove that I like some certain uh you know the old saying when we were in school, well I have black friends. Remember that saying uh-huh. and how um, duplicitous that was, how right. silly sounding that was. Right. But that is what the left wants you to try to they want you to to have that conversation with them, they want to steer you onto their ground. I'm not going to have that conversation. Right. It's about free speech and the right to say whatever one.
0: And you got a right to be wrong. Yes. Yeah, but it's really important, you know. If only half of what Alex Jones says is right, it's spooky.
1: It's it's alarming.
0: Uh, and there are a lot of folks making a, doing a lot of hollering. If you poke your nose behind the curtain at what's going on in this country make you sick to your stomach and it could make your seem it could radicalize you it could radicalize you and make you a a hostile patriot because to see something you truly loved and thought was so great for so long being so sullied um it it, you know like i'm not a hostile patriot
1: we've been so trusting and this is what uh the globalists play upon Mm -hmm. again it's our good manners it's our trust in institutions and now there is so much wrong with our institutions. They're not trustworthy anymore. So then, as you say, it's easy to lose heart, and it's easy to um, think that all is lost. But we can restore trust in institutions. We can restore trust in our legislatures, uh, but we have to be very forceful about it.
0: It's... um. It's uh, challenging because nobody minded when I was a radical willing to pick up arms when I went in the military and I'm still exactly the same way, right? I'm, I'm exactly the same. I haven't changed. Well, and, and I'm still pointed in the same enemy, right. di- enemy's direction. I Point me in the enemy's direction. That's where I'm pointed. My polarity automatically, I don't know if it's my hillbilly culture, I point right towards the bad doers. It just so happens there's a lot of them yes. here domestically.
1: Well, and as I'm fond of saying publicly, I don't work for the governor. I don't work for the Senate president. I don't work for my colleagues. I don't work for lobbyists. I work for my constituents, and my constituents re-elected me in the primary by nearly 20 points against another uh, senator who had far more year, many more years than I in the legislature. And it's because they know that I fight, and because they know what I stand for, and that I don't back down. And um, I, if I may say, that's kind of rare. And so, um, I'm unapologetic and they know that when they meet me, I, uh, Borelli actually and I were in the elevator about three weeks before we, uh, adjourned for, for the year and this lobbyist, I can't even remember who it was, but he was in the elevator with us. It was three of us in this small elevator at the office and he goes, you're Wendy Rogers. I said, yes, I don't have horns growing out of my head, you know. They think I'm just this this little whirling dervish. I don't know what they think, but I, I don't care. I don't take money from lobbyists. All of my donations are private citizens, which I don't think any other politician can say. And as you alluded to uh, several minutes ago, I do fundraise vigorously and that's because i'm a target and soros and his minions are after me and so i'm gonna jolly well command the narrative and i'm going to talk about the issues that my constituents want me to fight for and they expect me to go to phoenix and represent them and they're very plugged in and they're very um arguably uh, demanding and i like that
0: awesome well um Is there anything else you'd like to chat about before we wrap it up today?
1: Well, real quick, on the twenty fourth of June, our last night in session, there were seven thousand protesters outside the Arizona Senate, and a lot of this didn't make the news. It did. Never even heard
0: anything about it. Oh my gosh, they tried to protesting
1: uh, Roe versus Wade overturned, and they tried to kick the door in. We had to be evacuated to the basement. Uh, DPS tear-gassed them. It's all on my wendyrogers.org website, the timeline 25 June, the day after. And it's really an amazing story because we carry in the Arizona Senate. is a member, you can carry. Same way with the Arizona House, State House, and if they had gotten in, DPS was there ready for loaded for bear and would not have let them in without a fight. If they had gotten in, it would have been a bloodbath. And uh, we went to the basement. We came back up because they, but for the presence of mind of two of the security guards who put little pins in the bottom of the glass doors to keep them from getting bashed in, uh, we could have had a real problem. And anyway, we came back upstairs, and we finished the business by 1 in the morning. That was the last night we passed two really big bills, the ESA bill. Uh, empowerment scholarship accounts, school voucher equivalent. right? Uh, And we passed the water bill, which was a a very actual bipartisan good bill. And um, uh, I was proud to be an Arizonan. I was proud to be in a legislature that was not going to open the door like on January 6th and let the bad guys in, that uh, we stood strong and we finished the people's business and hats off to law enforcement hats off to DPS hats off to our Senate security these guys kept cool told us where to go no one really had a problem or became unglued or anything and they kept these spoiled brats out of our uh, Senate building this was in at nighttime this was like eight nine o'clock at night right and uh, yes
0: pitchfork pitchfork behavior
1: yes and mob, there's mob. one there's one great snippet if you look on Wendy Rogers dot org on the 25th of June I have a a continuum of about four little snippets of film, one of which is DPS shooting a projectile of tear gas out of the old uh, old Capitol building which is at the top of the courtyard, and I thought it was just classic because it came out of the old Capitol. It was DPS being unafraid to do what it had to do and made all the all the cockroaches run you know we're just not putting up with it
0: good i uh i'm sick i'm sick of law enforcement not disobeying illegal directives from mayors yeah i'm sick of the cowardice of this country yes it makes me sick
1: well that's why we need leaders like an attorney general abe hamaday who won't let mayors go rogue and it's we, the legislature, who create uh, bills and laws, but it is Abe who will enforce them, and the governor who will enforce them.
0: Yeah, I think it's a. We have a chance to be the first domino in a really important kind of take back America.
1: Absolutely. Uh,
0: if we get uh, an attorney general who will support and communicate and coordinate with a governor who will support and communicate with the secretary of state. Yes. Um. And and a, and a and a Senate majority. Uh, led by a changeover out of Arizona. I think that would just be icing on the damn cake. Yes. And it might uh, erase some of the shame I collectively felt in 2020 when my friends from around the nation started texting me and wonder what the hell happened here in Arizona. Well, we we still wonder. Yeah, we still wonder.
1: And we need to find out.
0: Yeah, I agree with you.
1: We must find out. So if people can follow me, I'm on all the platforms, Wendy. Rogers, A-Z, at Wendy Rogers, A-Z.
0: All right, so if somebody wants to go donate some money to your mission. Oh,
1: uh, that's my website, wendyrogers.org. So Wendy, mm-hmm. like the hamburgers, Rogers, like Mr. Rogers, W-E-N-D-Y-R-O-G-E-R-S.org, wendyrogers.org. That's my website. And then, of course, as I said, I'm on Truth Social, Gab, Getter, Rumble, uh, still Facebook and Twitter, uh, at A Z.
0: Pleasure having you, and thanks very much for being here.
1: Semper Fi, my friend.
0: Thank you. All right, sports fans, that's the show. Um, You will not find many places where you can do a deep dive and hear the inner workings and behind-the-scene machinations that go on to kind of stir up this tumultuous mess we call the Republic. Thanks for coming in. Um, Go check us out on Rumble, Spotify, iTunes. You could still see us over on YouTube and amended. This will have to be amended and truncated because the tech oligarchs in charge at YouTube and Google and Alphabet don't actually let us talk about things we believe actually happened in the civics going on of our country. They want to delete it all. So we can actually not post this in its entirety. We'll have to take out all the stuff about elections because you can't question elections.
1: That's a show.